Hello and welcome to Sounding Out the Word podcast, a ministry of Anchor Baptist Church in Salt Lake City, Utah, where it is our desire to win the lost and disciple those that God allows us to reach through the ministries of Anchor Baptist Church. God bless you and thank you for listening and joining with us today on Sounding Out the Word podcast. And last time we were together, we begin looking at and continuing with the life of Joseph. And we looked at last time how that envy began to get a a foothold in the lives of Joseph's brothers. And we talked about the fact that envious people focus on whom they desire. Verse 18 of Genesis 37, the Bible says, And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. You might ask today, where does envy come from? It's not like anger, where we're mad at someone's actions. Envy comes from a deep down desire to be like that person that we envy or to have something that they have. It's really wanting to switch place with that person's life. It affects us today. Uh, sometimes I, I think more than we are willing to admit. And Joseph's brothers, don't, don't get me wrong, they did not want Joseph's godliness. They did not want Joseph's spirituality or his character, but they wanted that, that love that was directed to Joseph. They wanted it themselves. They didn't care who had to pay the price to get it. They didn't care that all of them would not receive that love like Joseph got personally. They just didn't want Joseph to have it. In envious people, they had that, we saw that Joseph's brothers had that inordinate um, focus on Joseph. They saw him coming from afar off. But I also want to look at the fact today that envious people, they let one thing bother them. As we continue through this text, the Bible says in Genesis 37, verse number 19, and they said one to another, behold, this dreamer cometh. So they have one person, it's Joseph. Then it comes down to one thing about that one person. I want to point out to you the, the, the point of contention that the brothers have with Joseph. Now think, what, what, was it that he was the boss? They, they didn't say that. They didn't even mention it. Was it the coat of many colors? They don't mention that as, as well. Was it his mother? Oh, the, 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 the dearly beloved, the, the choice wife of, of Jacob, their father. No, the point of contention, the Bible points out, was the dreams. Their, their quote from them in verse number 19 is, Behold, this dreamer cometh. They didn't say, Here comes our brother, our father's son, our boss. They didn't say any of that because that wasn't the focus of their envy. It was the dreams. And I believe more than, more than just, just some dream, it was the interpretation behind the dreams. I, I don't think they would have minded one bit if all of Joseph's dreams were about uh, 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 puppy dogs and, and horses running through uh, fields of beautiful green grass and clouds and mountains. No, the focus of their envy was the dreams and it was the interpretation behind the dreams. And when you get down to it, it wasn't just the interpretation. I believe with all my heart it was the divine source of the dreams that they had the problem with. It was that those dreams were from God. Their contention was rebellion against God himself. They didn't just hate Joseph. They didn't just hate the dreams. 
They hated the divine source of the dreams. Tonight, as a child of God, there is a... Today, as you're listening, as a child of God, there's a warning given when we begin to let one thing about one person always bother us. Because that point of contention may be deep-rooted envy. It has grown from, we've seen, the Bible tells us and, and shows us here by example, it grows from wanting to emulate them and to be like them. There's a, there's a focus on that person. Again, whether it's in church, whether it's a family member, whether it's a neighbor, whether it's on social media, it grows from emulating them and, and wanting to be like them to now it is hatred that wants to destroy what is in that person's life and take it for yourself. You see, we automatically think if we're critical about something in someone's life, that means we don't, we don't like it. Oftentimes, we'll, we'll, we'll hear criticism or we'll be on the, the part of, of giving criticism. And we think, it's because I don't, I don't like that about that person or I don't like that person themselves. But listen, when we think about envy and when we see scriptural evidence of envy, that's not true. With envy, we are critical of that one thing, not because we don't like it, oh, but because we want it. And we don't want anyone else to have it. That's why people commit murder sometimes. Oh, we see many, many sad stories on the, on the news, in the newspaper, about people committing a murder. And he, when, when it all plays out, when the police do their investigation and it, and it comes before the judge and the courts, many, many times you find out because there was, there was something in that person's life that that, that, that murderer wanted. Again, not realizing the fact that they'll never get that one thing. They'll be in, in prison the rest of their lives. But envy causes them to do that. That's why sometimes people can stoop to hurting others, even in, even in a church family, and drag people's reputation through the mud. And people say, when they find out, oh, they, they must have hated that person so. No, they probably wanted to be just like them. They probably wanted to have what they had, but they couldn't. So they destroyed that person. Christians will do that to each other. Oh how, oh, how churches are destroyed because people begin to get envious instead of rejoice in the, the good and the blessings that God has given someone else. Teenagers can be guilty of this. Oh, how, how teenagers today. Boy, we can, we can see example after example in our own personal lives and in, in, in society, how that, how that teenagers and young people can, can be so cruel because they want something that, that another teenager has and they'll never, they'll never admit to it, they'll never fess up to it. Oh, but they want that. They might want their purity. They might desire that, that relationship, that good fellowship that they have with, with parents and authority. They might, they might be envious of that, of that sweet spirit and that innocent spirit. And, and so they'll seek to destroy that. Pastors can sin in that way too. They can be envious of maybe a, a, a ministry that God has blessed with. Oh, today, listener, if the Holy Spirit is revealing anything to you about someone or something of someone's, you've got to make that right with God. Would you confess the unthankfulness for what God has already given you? Stop trying to get what someone else has. Stop being unthankful for what God has already given you, the good and the bad. Confess the jealousy. And show love to that person in a targeted, in a, in a, in a, 
a real way. Show love to that person. Stop pushing them away. Stop setting them up to make yourself feel better about your criticism that you're about to level against them. Stop insulating yourself. The devil will seek to drive a wedge between you and someone that you should be close with in love. And that always makes it easier to begin criticizing that person and looking at them for what they have instead of who they are. You know what that's called? That's called dehumanizing someone. Joseph's brothers did that to him by calling him this dreamer instead of saying, hey, that's our brother coming. Hey, that's our, our father's son coming. Hey, that's our stepmother's son coming. That's our, that's our boss coming. No, they, they dehumanized him by calling him a, a dreamer. There's that dreamer. They did that to ease their conscience for what they were about to do to him. Today, are you, are you dehumanizing someone? Are you insulating yourself from someone else because you are critical of them and you want something that they have? An envious person always does that. But I want you to see in verse number 20 as we continue in the text, envious people, they're not content being envious by themselves. Envy destroys the vessel that it's contained in. But, but it's like rottenness. It always, it destroys that vessel, but it always leaks out to those vessels that are around it. The Bible says in verse number 20, Come now, therefore, and let us slay him, and cast him into some pit, and we will say some evil beast hath devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. The Bible says in verse number 20, first of all, let us, that's, that, that's us together, it's not just one brother, and then it, twice, two different times, it uses the, the word we. There's no doubt about it that most of Joseph's brothers, they were in this together. Now, the Bible doesn't say who the first one is to speak up, but, but all of them joined in. An envious person doesn't keep their envy and destruction to themselves. Before you know it, instead of having it all inside and keeping all of the thoughts of criticism inside and the destruction of someone inside, it sounds a little bit like this. Hey, did, did you see her? Did you see her husband? Have you seen his wife and, and what she did or what she said or, 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 or something about her? Hey, do you, do you know what their kids did? Hey, did, did you see that car they were driving? Did you notice that dress she's wearing? Did you hear about that raise? That, and that is you being envious. And please listen, you not being content until someone else is just as envious as you are. Why? Because it makes us feel better to think we aren't the only ones who are that way. So we want to plant those seeds of criticism. We want to plant those seeds of envy in someone else's mind and heart. Why? It, it makes us feel better. What, what do they say? Misery loves company. And you want to be miserable. I want to be miserable, but we don't want to be miserable ourselves. We want someone else to join in. We want someone else to drink the poison with us. Joseph's brothers wanted to make sure they were all in this together. And if one was going to kill him, all of them were going to kill him. We find the Bible says Reuben spoke up and really he kind of he ruined their plans. But I believe with all my heart they had every intention of all of them together jumping this brother that way, no one single person would have to bear the blame themselves. 
In fact, they probably would have been able to, to, in all reality, soothe their conscience by saying, you know what, we, we really don't know who actually you know, killed him and, and gave the fatal blow because we all did it. An envious person is, is sick. They're mentally sick, and they want to spread it. They're spiritually sick. The Bible says in Proverbs 14, A sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy is the rottenness of the bones. Today, you want to know why many people, maybe, dear listener, that you are spiritually sick? It's because there's envy. The Bible makes it clear that envy will eat you up from the inside out. It will destroy you. It will destroy relationships around you. And it will even seek to destroy that person that you envy and that you want that one part of their life to be yours. Oh, but the Bible says that a sound heart. What does that mean? A complete, a wholesome heart is the life of the flesh, but envy is the rottenness of the bones. 1 Corinthians 3, 3 says, For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? Oh, many churches today, the Bible talks about and it speaks of here, they are, they are carnal churches. Why? Because there's envying amongst the membership. There is criticism. There's, there's sniping. There's a, a letter here. There's an email here. There's a text message here letting everyone know our grievances that we have. All throughout the New Testament, the Bible warns against envy in the church. And the Bible says where there is envy, it is a sign of carnality. Dear listener, God will never bless a church. A church will never see revival where there's carnality. All of us are going to have an opportunity for envy. Every one of us. But the devil can use that. He wants to use it to destroy and to defeat the work of the gospel. At Anchor Baptist Church, our theme for this year, 2021, is forward with the gospel. Dear listener, if you're a member of Anchor Baptist Church, can I tell you that if you allow envy to work in your life, the devil is going to use that in our church to hinder the forward progress of the gospel. He'll do it every time. As we think about the envy of Joseph's brothers and its destructive nature, that envious people focus on whom they admire. They saw him from afar off. Envious people let one thing bother them. This dreamer cometh. Envious people, they're not content being envious by themselves. Let us, we, we, verse 20. But I want to close with a thought about Joseph. And look at it from his perspective. Because although you might face the temptation to be envious, hey, we, we have to be honest, envy might be directed towards you. You might be on the receiving end of it. In fact, if you're living for God and your life is blessed, chances are better than not it's going to happen. The Bible tells us, yea, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Envy might be part of that persecution. Joseph was sent by his father to do this work, and he was still obedient. Joseph was submissive, even in the face of known adversity and conflict, that I believe he was bound. I think he, he knew this was coming. I don't think this caught Joseph by surprise. Joseph wasn't accepted by those he was sent to. The Bible tells us and declares that he was envied. He was hated because of his relationship with his father, and I believe most of all because his relationship with God. 
The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 7, and it gives us more of an insight into Joseph's character and his brother's envy. The Bible says in Acts chapter 7, verse number 9, and the patriarchs moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt. But God was with him. Oh, today, listener, we can have confidence and boldness to live our Christian lives and to be the witness that we should be to the lost world. Why? Because we are sent to do His work. We have the promise of God's presence, His power, and when we go in His strength, we have God's promises that He is with us. Joseph's, his brothers, they were they were moved with envy. It was the catalyst behind everything they did, an envious heart. Oh, listener, beware of envy. Beware of what it causes you to do. But if you're on the receiving end of that, have faith. Because the Bible says God was with Joseph. Thank you for listening to Sounding Out the Word podcast today, a ministry of Anchor Baptist Church in Salt Lake City, Utah. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, we encourage you to let us know by reaching out to us by way of email at sotw at anchorbaptistslc.org. If you're in this area, in the Salt Lake Valley, anywhere, uh, really all the way from Spanish Fork all the way north of Ogden, we would love to have you be a guest at one of our services. And we have Sunday school for all ages in the mornings at Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. We have our morning worship service at 11, and we meet back together for a family evening service at 7 o'clock on Sundays. And we say thank you so much for listening. You can find more about our church and our ministries on the internet at anchorbaptistslc.org. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. Thank you for listening.